0: Georgia Bulldogs. It's kind of a weird thing to watch them through four games this year. They're hanging 40 points on everybody and there is this sense uh, that that they haven't really unloaded the gun on anybody yet. This is a pretty good football team Coach Smart's got going right now.
1: It is. Um, I think they have some question marks after the Missouri game last week just defensively. Um, Kirby wasn't happy with the the run defense and, and he shouldn't be And yesterday at practice. He made that pretty clear to everybody, I think. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to see. Tennessee is not that good, but it's still Tennessee. And when they play Georgia between the hedges, it, it's uh, always a close game or has been the last three times they played there. It's been a touchdown or less difference, including a couple of years ago, the one that everybody wants to forget the last play of the game, a touchdown for Tennessee to win. But, uh, We'll see, you know, that they've already cleared two of their eastern hurdles, and Tennessee's another one in their way, and Kentucky's still down the road a bit, and so is Florida, so uh, it's just another step. We'll see how they play tomorrow.
0: Yeah, let's talk about Tennessee for a quick moment here. I, I posited a theory yesterday, and I, maybe I'm off base here, and you can tell me I am. Uh, just looking historically at Tennessee, what if, I mean, let's look over the last 30, 40 years of Tennessee football. What if the Phil Fulmer and, to some extent, Johnny Major's years, what if those were some kind of high-water mark, and what if we've been seeing for the last decade or so is actually kind of normal for what Tennessee should be? What if, as I put it, Tennessee is, I don't know, can cont- without good basketball is, is is tennessee a place where somebody can win and win big
1: yeah for sure they are uh, they have to recruit you know out of the state and, and a lot of that is georgia for that matter i think they got 16 players from georgia on their team and uh gary danielson and i were talking about this yesterday supposedly of their 22 starters last week in their game uh, against florida that 20 of those guys were either four or five star recruits. So either they're really good in high school and they get to Tennessee and they don't uh, don't get better or don't get coached right or something. Um, but yeah, you can win there. It's a it's a great place. Uh, I think it is anyway. That's the stadium, the facilities, everything is is uh, top notch there. They just have to get the right guy in there, and they probably did have the right guy for years, and, you know, they chased Phil Fulmer out after mean, you know, the National Championship, 98, 150 games, whatever, and now they love him back as the athletic directors, so go figure.
0: That's yeah. Like the the question it. now then, Brad Nessler, do they have the right guy? Now, obviously, we don't know. We don't have crystal balls here, but uh, yeah. Jeremy Pruitt, he passes the eyeball test. He looks like the right guy, whether he is or not.
1: I don't know yet. Um, only knew him as a coordinator at, uh, you know, the three different places that I guess I've had him when he's been a defensive coordinator, including Georgia. Um, he's a football coach, and he's a football guy and a football junkie and all of that, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're a CEO of a program. I mean, you're the face of the university, let's face it, if you, if you went around the SEC and you said, name uh, two presidents uh, of the universities <laughs> of the SEC, and if you went around and named them, you could name every coach, right? Yeah. So, uh, that's a big part of it, you know. Uh, being the face of the the program and being the CEO and running the whole show, and as a just a defensive coach, he's a really good coach. But we'll see how he is as a head coach.
0: Brad Nessler, CBS. I did quickly, a couple of things here on Alabama. I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. I think Alabama's overrated. I can look at eight or ten teams in the NFL that could beat them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the Rams could beat them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Watching the Rams last night against yeah. Minnesota, I think they got a chance. Uh, they're really good. They're really good. Um, you know, we had them last week against A&M, and we thought maybe A&M would give them a little bit of a test, and, and I guess for maybe a quarter they did. Um, they're just still explosive now with two at quarterback. It's just something they've never had before, uh, at least not since I've been doing games. They've always been, you know, run the ball, uh, play action, play really good defense beat each you know, beat people's brains in just by being more physical than other teams but now they've got a guy that uh, can really whip it and it's kind of fun to watch him play
0: quarterback now speaking of quarterback quickly the situation at clemson and and more than clemson Dabo can deal with whatever happens over there but what's the implications what are the ramifications of the big picture college football with with what's happening now with this quarterback specifically at clemson we'll see this elsewhere as quarterbacks transfer out the four game redshirt rule what what's the big picture here or do we know
1: uh, I think it's going to be a, a lot. It's going to happen a lot. It, it already has, even before the four-game rule, it, it's happened. Uh, speaking of Alabama, Blake Burnett, whatever, mm. um, was at Alabama, and he went to a junior college, he went to Arizona State, Now I think he's at Central Florida or Florida International. One of the, I don't know, he said it's like fifth school. Right. You know? So <laughs> you're going to keep transferring until you get your playing time that you want. And the problem really is... Uh, almost over-recruiting, you know, when you get next, I think Georgia's already got a five-star recruit um, committed for next year. Well, they had Jacob Eason, five-star recruit, Jake From um, five-star recruit, Justin Fields, five-star recruit, and they're all back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. If they split it up a little bit mm. and you could maybe take a redshirt year or have some separation in between the players at least, but, when you got back-to-back guys, Clemson's a little different situation. Chris Kelly has been there and as a senior and, you know, the other freshmen starting now. But when you got back-to-back guys and early only a year difference in age, uh, you're going to see a lot of quarterback movement years to come. All
0: right, Brad Nestor, CBS Sports, 3.30 to kickoff tomorrow. Bulldogs, Tennessee, between the hedges. We'll look forward to watching and listening. Thanks for your time this morning.
1: You got it, my friend. Have a good one.